We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, yeah! Any hey, flavor you want. Hey, 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 Unspoken word. Episode 97, the Broderick Thomas episode. Hey! hey. <laughs> Brian Scalabrini is not in this episode. I know it's not. I just wanted to say that. Hey, yeah. Fair 97. 1997. Eighth grade at St. Charles. Jeez. Girls got their heart broken. <laughs> 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 man it was crazy uh 1997 our eighth grade because we had a graduation at st charles and we really played um it's so hard to say goodbye we played voice to men at our little uh, graduation ceremony sniffling there was a lot of sniffling that day uh, there was a lot of heavy hearts that day a lot of heavy hearts <laughs> Saying goodbye to our junior high days. <laughs> you guys live like a house away from each other. <laughs> most of them. No, most we're spread out. Up, up the road, oh. housing, <laughs> down the road, kids. Hey, at that age. Within uh, a two mile radius. <laughs> <laughs> but at that age, going up the road seemed like a long. Uh, oh, forever. Day. I know. It felt like forever, though. For real, a bike ride was forever, man. Forever. I remember after basketball oh, practice, and before the bus was uh, like leaving, <laughs> before the bus was like, or the bus before the bus left the parking lot, uh, all the kids be like the up the road kids would be yelling to the bus driver up the road, up the road, and <laughs> all the down the road kids down the road, down the road, trying to have him go that way. And oh. then as soon as he turned. If we went right, all the up the road kids, like we all started screaming, ah. yeah, because we get to get off first. So whoever gets to get off first, then I'll. Yeah, whoever gets to get off first, I remember that. Oh, so it wasn't like a dedicated route? You guys kind of took turns? Yeah, the bus, it was up to the bus driver, but then we whatever. always tried to cheer him on. To, <laughs> so it was real loud when we were leaving the school Charity parking lot. Influence, huh? <laughs> Do you think you guys influenced him? I don't think so. Because he always went, well, majority of the time, he went up the road. Oh, okay. Majority of the time, he went up the road and dropped us off. and then There was like 10 kids. Yeah, and then he went like five, six, or about nine miles down the road. I thought, they don't they go to uh, Resline? Uh, not back no, then? Not back then. We didn't have any. Not in the 1900s. Because the coach lived in Billings, so he took all the Billings kids. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he just went to like the Goza Heads down there, down the road, mm. about nine miles out of town. Mm. Yeah, that was a good year. Did you bring enough for everybody? <laughs> Send it. My. <laughs> Send it then. I was going to say something, but you guys had teased me, so. But I I felt like I could utilize one of these cough drops. Oh, okay. Yeah, that year, the eighth grade year, they wouldn't let us play large grass. These guys were too good. Because you guys, when the girls went down there. Guys threw snowballs and shot at the <laughs> bus with BB guns. We live raw. We, we live, live raw. raw. <laughs> we raw down now, G. <laughs> Damn, I guess, bro. I remember we were pissed, man. <laughs> we wanted to play you guys. 
Dude, I remember like when we played St. Lambray, we did that. Not we, not me. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like what they did was like, <laughs> I remember like, I think it was a football game, but yeah. they were leaving and they threw like branches and stuff in front of the bus. Oh, okay. I think that and was it. And they got them to stop. Oh. And then they also did that to Henley Project, too. So, yeah, we live rough. Oh, we live rough. Bro, that's how they got that. There's probably some colors out there, too. <laughs> I throw <them> branches. <laughs> they probably came up with the plan. See, that's how they. That's how Robin Hood used to uh, rob folks. That's how they get you. That's how they, that's get, how they get you. That's how they get you in yeah. LG, man. Yeah. So Grab that easy. four by four. They <laughs> <laughs> hit you with them branches. Just drive right over. Get out. Just go. Just go. Don't you dare stop. No, man. Like, those were good times, man. Blotch back then was a good community, bro. Like, yeah. bro, like, after school, we would uh, put, like, some pebbles yeah. in, like, 20-ounce bottles or one-liter bottles. Yeah, yeah, And we would all hide behind my friend's house. There'd be, like, a group of us. Yeah. And we wait for the BIA cops to go by. <laughs> Dude, we used to run for our lives, man. Because they were chasing. Yeah, bro. Laugh, right? Yeah. Laugh, 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 laugh. And we take off running. And Man, that's crazy. We used, to do some, we used to do stuff like that. I won't divulge what we used to do. We used to get into stuff like that. Yeah, we used Statutes of limitations are over, bro. It's over. We used to do stuff like that in town, too. Like, But, you know, and then we... We'd run, we'd like, we'd be standing around somebody's house and then they, we'd see him roll up and then we just scattered. Just, and of course they'd try to chase after one or two of us, couldn't catch anybody. Yeah, yeah. And we'd meet up like somewhere else over in the other side of town and then they'd bust that one up. <laughs> all night, just all night. <laughs> just running around. Just for that, just for that one, you know, waiting for that one, that one, the one cop that worked prior. So, yeah. yeah if he was even there that was, night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So. Did you guys do anything like funny, crazy back then? Other yeah, than kinds of stuff. like throw snowballs and crab apples and stuff. I don't know about a bottle full of rocks, though. No, it wasn't full. Like it was just enough to like to hold weight and throw. Yeah. Um, like, man, we used to like up the road. We used to get all that dead grass, like now, and then like spread that dead grass all over the, across the road. And then when we seen a car coming, we'd light it. And we, then we go like across the ditch and sit in the field and watch and see what they do. Man, we're nuts. Hey, I, I remember one time they were, they were putting up uh, power poles and you know how long those things are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ass wooden posts. And so we got that. One was just laying on the side of the road. They haven't set it up yet. It was yeah. just laying there. So we got it and we put it across the street over there by uh, public school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're waiting for the, we wanted the cops to run into it. And here, next thing you know, we were like way on the other side of town, but prior small, so you can hear everything. You know, yeah. all of a sudden you hear a boom, boom. And, oh, somebody oh. got it. Somebody got it. And we were all laughing around. Here, come to find out it was my brother-in-law, John. Wow. <laughs> oh, ran over that thing. <laughs> his truck. Did it jack up his truck? I don't think so. He didn't really say anything about that. He goes, he didn't even see it. He didn't see it until he heard it. Boom! And he hit it. He was <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Probably knew who it was too. Nah, he's gonna be listening. You know, come oh, but, but he told me about it, and I started laughing, and I was like, "Man, we put that out there. We did that." <laughs> oh <laughs> man! He hit it at going at a pretty good clip too. Dang! But yeah, crazy. Augustine, I'm, I'm, I'm. I apologize for that. I'll buy uh, you a new set of tires. Sorry, Baji. Sorry, Baji. I'll I get apologize. you some new tires. Oh, he's my Baji, dude. Baji, Baji. Baji, bro. Baji, bro. Baji, bro. Or is it bro, Baji? 
Rotator yes. chip. <laughs> Chief Brosif. Chief Brosif. Man, I wish we could play music and play that boys to men right now. What about? <laughs> yeah. He was thinking about that the whole time. Uh, what about? Uh, <laughs> did you guys used to have like dances and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, CYC dances, man. Okay. Uh, I think it was Christian Youth Club, our Catholic <laughs> Youth what Club. What would you guys jam? Amazing Grace. Uh, <laughs> 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 we used to dance to those gospel gangsters. <laughs> did you guys? Still, no, they played secular it was, music. It was okay. still boys to me. But we had we had to leave room for the Holy Spirit. It was the edited version. Leave me alone. It was the edited version. The edited version. <laughs> I remember one time they. They took us to one of those in Lodgegrass, and they locked us in that church for over the weekend. Oh, like a oh, like catechism? No, like um, a lock in youth, youth or, group or whatever. Oh, youth night. So we used to have youth night at um. Well, I don't know about your time, but in my time, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, can't speak whoa, to the seventies, sixties. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but remember, um, Catholic church. We used to have like catechism and youth group over there on Thursdays. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so Did you guys have dances too? Uh, the dances were in a place called the Bargain Barn oh, or nice. Annie's Basement. Oh, okay. Yeah. Annie, like, Bargain Barn was there, and then after Bargain Barn kind of died away, like, Annie would have her her dances in there. Would you say, Annie, are you okay? Yeah, are Annie, you are okay? you okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was funny. I mean, it was fun, man. I yeah. told you about that one in Large Grass when they took us to that, and then they let us watch uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we talked about that yeah. last uh, October, and I was just like, "Man, I can't believe that story." Because like it was in a church. Yeah, well, they yeah. had like a gym there, but yeah. in that that yeah Catholic, Catholic church, church, yeah, yeah, yeah their class and, and over yeah. and it was like <clears throat> kind of I want to say either Halloween weekend or it was Halloween time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they let us watch Pet Cemetery in there. That's crazy. I want to yeah. say it was the first one. Yeah, yeah. I remember CYC man. That was the, that was the, that was it. Monday nights. Like the it was an hour or an hour and a half or something, but the first half hour we had to go in and like do prayers or do the rosary or something yeah. for the first half hour, and then the last half hour she always took us into the gym. Uh, Thelma, okay. oh. she took us into the gym at St. Charles, and we, everybody just played ball. Where was, was Louise? Was Louise there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, at the end we got a snack. We got to take home a pop and something, oh, nice. a bag of chips or something, popcorn ball. There was always fights there ball. too. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was crazy, there's, huh? Not all the time, but there are, you know, eventually kids, one would. There's, there's going to be a fight everywhere. I was in a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't respect hey, were you the, like that one the guy on the internet. Of a youth group. Remember that little black kid? He really has like a, a green polo, and then he's like dancing uh. with a cup in his hand. Really, you, you ever see that one? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> kind of almost ringing a bell. Hold on, I'll find it. What? I don't know. <laughs> the CYC day. Welcome to the Vague Show. The Vague Show. Oh, yeah, that guy with the polo and the cup. That one seemed like he just, like, we turned it on, like, right in the middle of a conversation. Remember? And then he's that guy with the other guy. I think we missed the most important part of that conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one. yeah, yeah, that, that guy. guy. What the heck was his name? Guy. I just seen that on on uh, on social media the other day. I don't even know. Yeah, 97 was a good year. That's yeah. that when, uh, was that Triumph, remember? He's like, that's why in the beginning, Wu-Tang. Oh. Yeah. And then that's why he says, I'm going to take it back to 79. 79. Because he just flipped the, flipped the numbers around. I'm going to rub your ass like the moonshine. Oh, yeah, Let's take it back to 79. 
And it's like, abomatomically, Socrates philosophies. Oh, yeah, that kid. <laughs> My side piece. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it's like that. LG, LG's gym. Yeah, it's like it's Randy back in the day. I know that. I know that court. Back at the CYC. <laughs> Look, he's getting into it too. I know. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What is that on? What social media post uh, is that? This one or what is page? On, um, Entertainment T Uncut. Here, I'll send it to you on the. Uh, oh, okay. Or I'll send it to the thing. And a kid drinking that lean. Yeah. <laughs> he got that drink. He got that drink. That drink. <laughs> uh, that's just cough syrup. Cough syrup. Uh, so your boy, Beverly, he's over at the Lakers now. Oh, yeah. Pat. <laughs> uh, he's crazy. That interview. What did he say in that interview? I'm the captain now. Which one? Oh, when he goes. Uh, They're so playing with me. You get to like play that. with uh, LeBron and AD. And mm-hmm. he's like. Nah, they get to play with me. I went to the playoffs last year. They didn't. <laughs> Shafted. <laughs> hey, Westbrook, like, uh, came and he, he, like, threw him a towel or something because he was sweating in the interview yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, first time of the year. <laughs> first time of the year. <laughs> first assist of the year, you know? Uh, dang. Man, that guy's just full of confidence. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I was, I was sad when he left the Timberwolves, but then he went to... Where did he initially go? He went to the Jazz, Utah, right? Yeah, Utah, yeah, and he got traded to Utah. Like, man, he's gonna bring all them well, claps. I, I bet you that, thousand that claps. worked out there for them. Salt Lake City, huh? Yeah, so they basically did it because they're revamping their whole team, and what they got was trades. I think Danny Ainge is the shot caller for Utah. Oh, I'm he's, a, he's saying, in Utah. Yeah, so he's basically that. like that's kind of what he did with Boston too. Yeah, remember? yeah. yeah. Um, they got all these picks. Out of those picks, they got Jason Tatum, J- uh, Jalen Brown. Okay. Yeah, th- that's how they built up to what they have now. And no, he's no, at no. Utah, I think, for now. All right, right. Uh, if I remember right. Yeah. I was just kind of alluding to the fact that Patrick Beverly was in the capital of Mormonism. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wasn't there that long. He's probably traveling most of the time. Yeah, he probably wasn't even there. He was, like, posting all these videos. Or people were sharing it like he was off. He was playing at the Rucker in a pickup game. Yeah. One day, and then like he was somewhere else at some kind of camp or some kind of, um, like a, what is it? It was a showcase tournament. And he was just checking it out. So, yeah, I get around. Traveling. I think they knew like they traded him, but they knew like he, they, he wasn't going to stay. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So he did he go over there or did he get traded to there? No, he uh, got. Lakers. So remember, Utah traded Gobert. To Minnesota, and in return, Minnesota sent like four players over there, remember, plus all these picks. And he was one of them, but Utah did that really for the picks. And they knew, I think they knew that Beverly didn't want to play there. So he was was just like a a side piece. Yeah, I mean. I mean. They just uh, released him. They they released him. They they traded him. him. Oh, they traded him. Yeah, they traded him. Uh, They traded him for, man, who the heck was it? They traded him for, uh, he played for the Lakers, but um, he eventually ended up in L.A. for the Lakers. Remember he used to play for the Clippers, too? He played for the Clippers. Was it Rocker, Rockets, and then Clippers, and then Minnesota? Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, just this whole story is awesome. Like, even if, like, I before then, man, I, I, I wouldn't say hate, but... 
Man, I didn't like him. Remember when he pushed Chris Paul? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when he was for the Clippers, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, I didn't like, like him. at the after they lost, you like pushed him. Were we were we recording around that time? Yeah, we, we talked we about talked it. About it. <laughs> we were like, punk man, ass, thirty. Yeah, 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 like we were all pissed. Remember? Yeah, last summer. And then he got traded to freaking uh, Minnesota. Yeah, and, and boy, they just it. transformed, bro. Like, yeah, man. Like no, he I just like brings his, a certain <clears throat> toughness. Aside from the back pushing, I really enjoy watching Pat Beverly play because he just brings the energy. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think as that's a coach game, though, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a coach, when you see a player come out like that with energy, enthusiasm, encouragement, you're like, hell yeah, man, get out there. Put him out there, even just for that. You know what I mean? But I was reading about him this morning, and he said that one of the things that he does when he goes to teams is he brings, like, all the teammates together. Like, that's his focus because he said, we hang around, we, like, basically build camaraderie. He said, because the more time you spend together, the better team you're going to be. Yeah. So that's kind of like his uh, model wherever he goes, MO or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. So that's cool, man. Like, I'm excited to see L.A. because I think they'll be a different team this year. Right on, yeah. I don't think they're going to beat my T-Wolves, though. I don't think so either. I don't think they can even beat Dallas. Dog, that's going to be crazy. Like, Gobert on a, Like, if it go, like, on paper, they're good, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But Gobert, like, defending on the bottom, like, bro, like, the T-Wolves can gamble, like, never before. Oh, yeah, for sure. But even, like, offense, like, if they throw it down to him, bro, like, Cat can play out at the four. Yeah, they can kick it out for him. Yeah. And he can th- hit threes, too. Yeah. Cat can hit He's threes. the best shooting center ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the West is gonna be tough again. Uh, Clipper, if Clippers stay healthy, I really like them. Yeah, I really like them. I think <clears throat> they can go far. Uh, I'm, I'm in that scenario. I'm rooting for John Wall because finally he's like on a good team. Yeah, you know he spent most of his career at the Wizards. I think that was kind of wasted time for him. Didn't he tear his ACL? Yeah, some. But and then he got traded to Houston, and Houston like. Didn't have anybody. Yeah. You know, so now finally he's on a good team. I see I was watching some workout videos, and, you know, he's back on it. Who do you guys think is better, McGrady or Paul George? Who? Man. Tracy McGrady in his prime? It was something else. Yeah, I think McGrady by a long shot if he never got hurt. But I still put McGrady over Paul George just because – I think McGrady had that killer instinct. I don't think Paul George got that killer instinct. Doc, that's what I say. Like, I was a huge PG-13 fan, bro. Like, because yeah, yeah. he went to Oklahoma, remember, before yeah. I uh, mass exodus from OKC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, dude, he was good. But one thing that I've noticed is, like, he disappears in big games. Yep. Mm-hmm. He has little flashes here and there. But, like, to sustain it and then, like, get things done. I don't think it's it's just not there. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. No. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like he um he doesn't have killer instinct. No. Kind of like LeBron almost. Yep. Um LeBron kind of lacks that same killer instinct too. Like LeBron is not somebody I would throw to at the last like with the last few seconds on the clock. No. Um same with PG-13. Mhm. You know? Mhm. Mm-hmm. I um, totally agree. Yeah, but like Kobe or like you know what I mean? No, I'm just saying like on a, in the terms of like somebody like Kobe, T Mac, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think T Mac really had big shots either, but like, no. Robert Ory. Yeah. I, you know, that was his role. Yeah. Um, love to have Robert Ory on the team. Yeah. He just seems to me like that guy was always in the right place at the right time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And then, and then you know, hit it too. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to hit it, but then I, I think I heard it. Uh, Interview one time where he said, "I'm not supposed to be taking that shot and making that shot. So what's the difference? I'm going to take it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think like he was one of the original stretch fours. Yep. You know. Yeah, it really helped that um, that Houston team go back to back in the '90s. Dude, he was like a rookie back then. Yeah, I think him and Sam Cassell were rookies that first year. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they stepped up. And then when he got traded to San Antonio. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> what was it? Yeah, he hit that big three. Remember that kind of killed the Kings. Yeah, but bro, I like pissed. I think Vlade should have just grabbed the ball instead of tapping it back. Uh, no, nah, man. Like I like. Did you guys look into that game? Yeah, there's like a lot of controversy, bro. Like the that. Calls yeah. and stuff. And even the ref came out and said that told yeah. the call make calls in favor of the Lakers. <clears throat> he came out and said it. They were trying to make uh, Kobe the face of the league at that time. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I was a diehard Kings fan at that time too, man, because I loved Chris Webber. I wore Chris Webber shoes in like middle school and Girl, stuff. Their Weber, freaking chemistry Mike, was Bibi, crazy. Peja, mm-hmm. Hito Turkaloo. Yeah. Um, Vlade mm. Divac. Vlade. Yeah, their defense man too. What was his name? He's always doing Bobby. The Bobby devil. Jackson. Yeah, no, Bobby Jackson was there too. But then the other guy, remember, he's always doing like the devil sign before he shot his free throws. So it was like an homage to his daughter. Oh, uh, Doug Christie. Yeah, Doug Christie. Oh, Doug Christie. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Their shooting guard. He was just starting too. Yeah. 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 They had they had some shooters, man. Yeah. The original freaking. And then Golden Pe- State Warriors, huh? Yeah, and then like Peja and Vladi. I mean, uh, Vladi and Chris, they bring down the ball and dish it, man. There. And then before Mike Bibby, they had the white chocolate, and man, he, he kind of got that culture in there, that passing culture yeah. going. And then they brought the in original Bibby. Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Word the mothers, word the mothers. Um, Dude, I, you guys. Uh, so what you guys excited about the NFL season starting tonight? Oh, who's playing tonight? I didn't even. The Rams and the Bills. Season one or season uh, week one. one? Season one. Week season one. one. Season whatever it is, episode one tonight. Uh, episode uh, one. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm contemplating getting the NFL ticket. Contemplating. Okay. Because I want to watch my Eagles play. I want to get to watch them like. Once or twice through the whole season. Just because of the market here? Yeah. Because they always play on Fox. But they it's like regional. So if they're playing on Fox, they never get aired here. It's always the donkeys. Because <laughs> they're in our region. Or the sea dogs? Yeah, donkeys or sea dogs, man. Who wants to watch them play? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of um, fans, I guess. Uh-huh. No, I know it's cool. I mean, I'll <clears throat> so occasionally, like I think once they're on Sunday night football, once they're on Monday night football, and they might be like they might show it on a Saturday or Sunday. You're talking about the Eagles, yeah, Busby. 
<clears throat> All day. Must be. Did you like him since Mike Vick, or did you like him like during the Randall Cunningham days? I liked him since the 60s. I liked <laughs> no, him kidding. since Mark, Mark Wahlberg used uh, to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark like, Wahlberg. what made you like the <clears throat> Eagles, I guess, is what I'm asking. Uh, so, yeah, early, Donald late McNabb? Yeah, McNabb, definitely uh, late. My late teens, early 20s, I really didn't have a team. I just like I had favorite players. Yeah, um, Randy Moss. I, was, I had his jersey. You know, I had the Vikings jersey, and I wore that throughout high school. Uh, that was like my favorite jersey. You wore it with a headband. Yeah, purple headband. Goggles too. Goggles. Did you? Jinko pants. Hey, did you? No, have, no. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember our high school days? Remember yeah. it was like those goggles yeah. and headbands. Yeah, and then like a water bottle hanging from your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> looked like that. Looked like that. Wins, dude. On uh, what's it above the rim? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The twenty-four karat gold Urkel. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have the goggles, but um, yeah. So anyway. Like it was uh, late teens, early twenties. I was just like, look, I was just like, man, I, I don't have a team. People would ask me, who's your team? I was like, oh, I just like to watch football. And then anyway, so then I started watching the Eagles and then McNabb. I was just like, man, I like the way this guy plays. You know, he's good. And then I was just like, I love Eagles. Like that's like my, that's my animal. Yeah, you know, that's my animal. So I was just like, I even got tattoos on my body. I got three tattoos of Eagles on my body. So yeah, it just led me to. Choose the Eagles, and then that where um, <laughs> can't tell you. If, if you're in person, I'll show you. Not good. A family show. <laughs> um, so yeah, then that year, I just I was like, I picked the Eagles, and they went all the way to the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh crap, this is awesome. Then they lost to the Patsies. Oh man! I didn't care for the Patsies ever again after that, but they got them back. Yeah, twenty eighteen, baby. Was I, it twenty nineteen? Twenty eighteen. I don't 18. remember. I my yeah my my love for football kind of really waned there once I got back into two um, K. Yeah, <laughs> just because well my team sucked during those years. Mm, mm, mm. Who's your team? Denver. Oh. De- <laughs> Kindness. That's why I was but saying that I, earlier. I take that back about the donkeys. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't paying attention, so I, was, I, I, I got away with money. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it all coming together. What about you? Uh, Colts. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, um, Sorry. Peyton Manning and Edgerin James. My heart is with you. I, I apologize in advance pretty, pretty, of pretty, the season. Pretty thin. Pretty thin. <laughs> they say they got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Flacco, Flacco, however you say it. Hey, name. man, at least you guys got Lucas Oil Stadium, man. <laughs> <laughs> at least you guys got real nice jerseys. <laughs> At hey, least man. you're not the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> the Colts. <laughs> At least you guys won't get stained up on your jerseys, man. <laughs> okay, what were you going to say now? Uh, uh, anyways. Uh, anyway. So, episode 97. <laughs> no, good, man. You guys feel warmed up? Heck yes. You feel warmed up? I don't even know who I am right now. Oh, okay. I don't even feel warmed up. You're not up. a Philly. That's I good. am warmed up. Because I, I just felt like I, I, I haven't been introduced properly. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, 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 don't I don't even know who's all on this show. Oh, who am oh, I? What happened? 
Oh, what happened that What time? happened? He got all sidetracked because of Q2, eh? Q2 is here. Come on. Cute in front of Q2. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Over here to my left. Right. All the way from L. Jesus. He ain't even trying to preach. He's the pod goddy Randy B in the place to be. Say shoulder. Shoulder. And over here to my right. All the way from Babu Nino Nino Nino. He's your favorite Indian, JCB in the place to be. Say shoulder, shoulder. Show say wash day, wash day. Uh ho, uh ho. And you know me, day. Mo hugs not drugs. Hey, tonight uh, I just got kind of thrown off a little bit because Q2, the local news station, was here interviewing us prior to us going on air tonight. So. It's did pretty they, cool. Did they tell you when that was gonna? Uh, no, I'll email him in the morning or something. Oh, okay. Or email him when we leave here. Or email him on the official email. On our unspoken email. Unspoken. Uh, so yeah, they were here. So we're gonna be on the local news, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Q Two News for that interview. And shout out to Orville and Debbie Desjardins from Native Wellness Life. Because if it wasn't for them in their media conference and them promoting us with their circles, wow, we wouldn't have gotten that interview. So yeah. shout out to you, Orville and Debbie. Uh, Many a Many a hoes. Many a ho, guys. One spoken word podcast. <laughs> hey, ha, hey. Got half a neck flap on that one. All right, let's dive right into our main topic this week. DJ, if you are ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. Unspoken Words, episode 97. We're going to, tonight's topic is going to be higher power. Somebody say hi. Somebody say higher. <laughs> higher. Somebody say power. Power, power, power wonder working power in the blood of the land. Of the land. All right, we got uh, this article, Finding a Higher Power. What does it mean? From the website, uh, principlesrecoverycenter.com. You can check it out there. It doesn't say when it was posted, but I think it's just part of their page. Anyway, you can find this whole article there. We're going to jump around and talk about some uh, higher power and what that means to us on our walk on a red road. Uh, so we'll just start right here. I'm just going to read this first paragraph and then I'll get some reflections from these two gentlemen. So jumping right in recovery programs like Alcoholics Anonymous use finding a higher power as the most common apprehensive form. This is despite a lot of people reporting a flawed understanding of what this means. Most addicts believe this concept is a God thing and instills a reluctance towards finding recovery. It is an unintentional ignorance muddled in confusion of religious 
concepts may many addicts are led to believe while young. This fuels addiction by leaving a this fuels addiction by leaving a leaving a void occasion by the lack of connectivity to a higher power. Self-will governs the path most addicts tread, but this is an illusion. Most things are beyond our control, and these things require a higher power. It is easier to hand over things to a higher power when you are closely connected. 12-step programs are not religiously based, but spiritually based, requiring a belief in a higher power. They may not seem different, but they are. And I'll open it up to you guys. For what a higher power, what does that look like for you? What is, what, what is your concept of a higher power and in your life and in your walk on the red road? Fire away. Take it away. I think for me, it's easy. Like my higher power is Jesus. Right, mm-hmm. like Jesus came and gave his uh gave up his his thing for for me um to have a relationship with god and and um ultimately it's like making him savior and king over my life mm-hmm. like submitting myself like what i like what my flesh really wants versus like what I know is or what I feel like is right, i guess like morally yeah um and and really like. My testimony is really not a, it's not a, what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> it's not a secret, right? Like uh-huh. I overdosed and, and had like this outer body experience like that really caused me to see my need for a uh, relationship with God. And, and I really like truly believe to this day, like nobody can convince me otherwise. Yeah. Like that I had a choice to either live or die that day. Yeah. And when I chose, like when I prayed, like, genuinely and ask God to allow me the opportunity to to be in my daughter's life. Mm -hmm. I believe that I had a second chance at life and not a day goes by that, that don't escape me. Right on. I'm not saying like, you know, like I don't have bad days or anything like that, but even in the midst of all that, like I, I try to be like grateful for living this long. Um, but that's kind of like my, my higher power, I guess, like, having that relationship like strengthened me in my walk, I guess, because that had to be right first versus like, like even the house I moved into, sorry, yeah. sorry, but like, I don't go ahead. So like the house I moved into had everything that I battled against. Like there was drugs, there was alcohol, there was, you know, everything. Yeah. Um, and in order for me to get ready for my day, like I had to like go through, like for me, like I had to strengthen myself prayerfully, like yeah. in prayer mm-hmm. before I stepped out. Yeah. Um to to be able to face that. To even like step out of your room. Yeah, bro. Like yeah. I'm saying, like that's how like you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I had the smallest room in that house, but I would just pray and at the time I didn't know how to pray and I asked God to teach me and, and man I would just stay in there and the Bible came alive to me like never before. Mm. Um and I would just start looking up different words and I would like go deeper and I would find like different meanings for these words. And I'm like, wow, like it just opened a different chamber in my heart. And when I was done and it was time to go out, dude, I would, I would feel like so good that I didn't even want to use. Yeah. But that was like a daily thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I saw like, okay, like it's relationship versus like having to do these things. And 
You know? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I feel you. I feel yeah, you like that. versus like re- uh, religion, like this thing is saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, I got uh, a definition of God, like crammed down my throat. Yeah. My entire existence. <clears throat> and if I didn't follow like these certain rules, like I was going to hell. And I didn't, that didn't sit well with me. That was I, religion. Yeah, and I rebelled against that. And which subsequently led me to my addiction and drinking half a gallon of vodka every day. Yeah. <clears throat> because I didn't have that relationship with God because I had this misconception of God. But when I came to recovery this time, came to the Red Road this time, and I was reading in the Red Road to Albrighty um, uh, <clears throat> book, and it was just like they said in there, like a God of your own understanding. It's like what you understand, like you believe in a higher power, but a God of your own understanding, man, that was fresh. That was, that's what I needed at the time. God but it did understood what I needed and he put that in front of me and I read it and I was just like, okay, boom, I can do, I can work with this. I can work with this. This book wasn't telling me this is what you need to understand. This is, you know, believe this or go to hell type of deal. So, uh, that's where that hope was strengthened in me. And because in my addiction, I had lost all hope and like my faith was probably like at a point zero 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 five percent. Um, but as I, I knew that there was something out there and I just, I knew that was going to help me. And so that journey took like two and a half years, two years and some change till. I finally came to a place where I 110% believed in God. Yeah. But it it took that long because I had kind of wounded it through my use. Yeah. And by running the show for over a decade in my life, by doing things the way I wanted to do it and not caring or not praying and not having, you know, not not caring about anybody else, just being very selfish and manipulative for so long that that faith was very tiny in my life. But so just that refreshment of just that refreshing news of like, okay, it has to be a God of my understanding because my faith is very tiny, like real tiny. Um, But as you know, like I said, went on that journey, got to that place. And today, like, you know, I understand that I have to have that relationship with my higher power every day. You're talking about prayer. I had to get more intentional with my prayer because when I lost my dad, um, I would still pray, but it was really tiny, just like short prayers. And because I I was lacking in that area with my higher power, um, I started falling back into manipulating um, this year, uh, getting highly manipulative and being looking for instant gratification and things and so I had to up my prayer life and had to really hone in on what does that you know my higher power like really hone in on that relationship where today that's the first thing I do when I wake up you know either when I'm sitting there in bed I'm just praying or I'll go outside with my cup of coffee and I'll sit there for like 10, 15 minutes, sometimes longer, and I'm just talking to God. My neighbors probably might think I'm crazy because sometimes I'm talking out loud. 
you know, and I'm praying because I know since I started doing that every day, um, better, way better outlook on life for me, uh, able to deal. And I knew that's something I needed to do because like I was tomorrow, I'll have seven years of recovery, seven years of walking the red road tomorrow at noon. That's when I checked in the detox. Man, that's crazy. And tomorrow I enter my winter season and things are going to be a lot heavier during the, that this whole next year. So I'm I'm going to up my meetings. I'm going to up my reaching out to people. Um cuz it's something that needs to be done cuz that Winter season of your recovery, that's when people have breakups. That's when people go back out. Those are two things I do not want to do. <laughs> um, So definitely going to up my recovery stuff. Uh, my tools, making sure my tool belt is ready to go. Um, And my relationship with my higher power. Making sure that that prayer life is strong. Every day praying, you know, um, making that a priority, not just for this next year, but, you know, for the rest of my life. Definitely. And with that, I'll pass it over to your favorite Indian. He's looking at me like he has something to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, nephew, well said. I know a big bird. I know. (laughs) This guy has a yellow hoodie on, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, His hair is yellow too Oh yeah It's (laughs) I was trying to think of a fancy name for it But yeah it's kind of yellow Yeah so For me you know growing up I was always you know Exposed to the Christianity side And then you know our traditional Spiritual practices And so, you know, I, I was familiar with both sides. But somewhere along the line, and I can't really, I don't really think it was like a like an event so much as a process. Somewhere along the line, I just, I left all that. Like, I put it behind me because I don't, like I said before, you know, those, God and alcohol cannot exist in the same space for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I was, that was either one or the other. Yeah. You know, so, um, and somewhere along the line, I just lost it. And then I think that's when I lost my true self and this other person sort of manifested and, you know, developed um, certain characteristics that allowed me to continue my use. But, you know, and then having, you know, we wa- I, I've told you guys the story about, you know, being in county jail and uh, New Year's Eve, I mean, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve thing. Yeah. And so there was that, and then there was, um, you know, I told you also the story about being in solitary for those 11 months. There was Mm -hmm. that experience. But really, like, that first day, uh, my very first day of sobriety, um, that's the first thing I did because I I wish there was probably, I could come up with, like, something more profound, but I think it was just the fact that I, it's all I had at that time. It was the only thing I could do. Yeah. And so I started praying and I started reaching out and, you know, um, I don't really want to 
rehash the story, but basically saying, you know, I can't do this anymore and I need your help and you have to send me things that I can use to change. And then that's when everything started happening little by little. But I think uh, one of the, uh, the, the, one of the most important things that I've learned along the way is that I have the ability to go straight to the source, right? Like I don't have to, it's always good to have somebody, a spiritual advisor or somebody that can guide you or, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're studying the Bible, somebody that knows, you know, how to interpret it in a good way rather than like a sort of a confirmation bias kind of way. Yeah. But I mean, that's important, but at, at the end of the day, like I found out that I can go straight to the source at any time. Yeah. And so that's what I just started doing. I started doing that. And I think that's when everything really, um, really started to change, change like, you know, um, within, within myself really. And I, and I, I guess it's just because I got outside myself and said, finally said, okay, you know what, you know, I've been doing this for this long. This is where I ended up. These are the people that I hurt. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just, you know, um, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Wasn't, doesn't even cover it. Like there was guilt and shame and remorse and hopelessness and all those things. And I was like, I was literally at the end of my rope. Mm -hmm. And so I think my rock bottom was when I stopped digging and then I asked for something to lift me up. Mm. And for me, you know, it was always, I, I fell back on the things that I knew, that Christianity side of it, and utilizing that with um, our indigenous practices as well. I think going back to, uh, you know, our traditional ways and really kind of focusing and learning more about that and really just trying to, um, I guess, practice that in the best way. Mm-hmm. You know, as they say, you know, we have to do it in a good way. Ah, good way. So I, you know, trying to do that, and so I, that good that medicine. that that was yeah, good medicine, good medicine. Mm. But that was like the game changer. Like that was kind of like the thing I I think I was missing, because I mean, it's my belief that that's who I am. Right? It's like it's in my DNA. It's been passed down to me in one form or another from time immemorial. And also, you know, Christianity, you know, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior who died for our sins, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my belief is, for my higher power, as I understand it, is that Wadadia gave us things to use. Like, I don't think that my higher power is one to say, you have to do it this way, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's just wants us to be in commune with him mm-hmm. and he gives everybody wherever they may be in this world their own way to do it so i think there's really no right or wrong way yeah. um unless it you know leads to destructive thinking and you know behavior, uh, yeah. behavior and you know like justify yeah. using it to justify what i'm gonna mute randy's uh ear, earphones so he doesn't hear it <laughs> might set him off but yeah, you know, like using that to as for for no, as to nefarious ends. Yeah, 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 like that. Other than that, I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you know you have you're seeking that peace in yourself and you're trying to help others achieve the same thing. Yeah, and I like to speak to that too because, like, <clears throat> for me, 
I got to keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's what you're kind of alluding to is just like, you know, I understand what, you know, Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach did on this earth for us, died for our sins so that we could spend eternity there. I believe in that. I've accepted him as my Lord and personal Savior. Mm. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> but I got to be careful just because of the way I'm built. Because um, I'm an extremist, yo. <laughs> for real. Like, I'm, I'll, if I don't keep it simple and, like, just, like, very, like, you know, keep it real simple, then I start, I start trying to cram stuff down <laughs> people's throats because that's how I was brought up. Excuse me. You know, that's what I've seen. Um, and so I got to be careful with that. You know, and I read something, um, and I've heard this ever since high school. It said, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. And, like, so for me, like, I was like, okay, I, that, I felt like God gave me that. It's like, okay, just walk it out. Walk it out for me. This is for me. So I like I gotta walk it out. I can't just be out here talking about it. I gotta walk it out, man. And for me, um, walking the red road is is the best way I can kind of spread that hope, spread that gospel. Is be that example. And I gotta be careful with that. Like I know, um, I don't need anything to access God. I don't. But I have to be in community. And you guys are my community, I guess. I thanked you guys this morning for being my community. Because I know I have to be plugged in somewhere. I was like, where am I plugged in? Where am I plugged in? I was like, oh, shoot, man, podcast. All three of us. All three of us. Podcast. Oh, okay. the mayor, and these are the aldermen. <laughs> three aldermen. My two sergeant at arms. <laughs> um, my two nephews. My two nephews. Um, it's like we're the unspoken trinity here. I love it. <laughs> Sounds like a cult. And then there's like, yeah, we're gonna have Kool Aid next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> jump <Bombers>. on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, like, I gotta be careful. That's just for me though, because I'll, I'll get caught up. Uh, I'll get caught up, and I'll start trying to, you know, it's not, it's not a good, it's not a good thing. I, I get that because you know, like, um, for me, uh, you know, people will kind of. Will talk to me. I don't know what it is, but like they, you know, they speak to me like, you know, this is what I'm going through and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And my first instinct, you know, I want to help people and I want to, you know, and so I start offering unsolicited advice. And <laughs> they didn't even ask. So, I mean, I get that. I can relate to that. Yeah. It was like, man, I should just, you know, be quiet. And if you should ask me, what do you think? Then I will, you know, hey, this is what I think. But I get it, you know, like, because that's, I've done that a couple of times where I just started well, you know, you could do, because I want to help people. I want people to be okay, right? Yeah. And so, like, that's just my first instinct is to kind of, and then I didn't even ask. Or they just kind of look at you like. That's not how you fry an egg. You fry it like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Solution-based. I'm egg, egg, fried egg intolerant. You got to cook it with spam. But I think that's what the question was asking is, like, what, you know, like, Versus religion versus like, like a relationship, right? Like yeah, spirituality. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think every person, regardless if they consider themselves traditional or, or, because you have Christians and then you have believers, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people call themselves Christians, but they never read 
the Bible a day in their life. Mm. Um, I think like for me, it really, like if I am in the relationship, the more time I want to hang out with somebody. Yeah. Um, God often speaks to us through natural circumstances mm. to explain supernatural. And if I only spend time with God once a year, Ooh. then do I really love him? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I go. as like a spiritual booty call. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, and then <laughs> for him, seriously, that's yeah. really like what it is. It's like, just caught that. <laughs> because it's like, okay, like if I only come to God in times when I'm struggling, mm-hmm. like I remember one of our mutual Facebook friends was like, he was like, sending prayers and I kind of said I said it jokingly though I was like oh man I wish you would pray to God when things are good too <laughs> not just an emergency yeah. I said it as a joke yeah. um, there was no malice in, in, involved in it but if you think about it like it's true oh yeah for sure because a lot of uh, a lot of people don't pray or have a relationship with God mm. but they blame him for all their problems oh man yeah you know what I mean um, I think so, that's that's where I was before like you know, before I had that, like I said, that spiritual awakening, like that, yeah. I think that kind of almost describes me really well. Is mm. like, okay, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the corner, so now I need you. Yeah, but I'm not feeling any negative effects right now, so I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. cool. I'm yeah, cool. I'm cool. I'll and I, I got back. this. I got this for now. I yeah. think, like for for myself, like it's like differently, right? Like I grew up hating God. Mm. Like, I didn't have a, like, I hated God, bro, like, because I never took the time to establish a relationship, and really, man, to be honest, people are as close to God as they want to be. Yep. Like, I'm as close to God as I want to be, and and for me, that means, like, reading my Bible and and spending time in prayer, not just, like, today's uh, September 8th, 2022, and God, I need you to help me pay my bills. I need you to help me make it to work. I need you to help me deal with these people's attitudes. I need you to, like, that's like ABC prayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you you keep things simple, but, like, even, like, the Red Road, bro, like, we never, like, we don't always know everything. Oh, no, 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 no. And, like, a relationship with God is, like, unsearchable, right? Yeah. But if I say I love God, I'm going to make time intentionally to spend with him. Yeah. Um, And for me, that's, like, getting to my place um, almost on a daily basis. Cause if I don't, then I'm off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like, <clears throat> so you think about it, like I always explain it to like people, like if, if, if I was dating a girl, I'm asking questions. Mm-hmm. That's why I always hate the beginning of a relationship. Got to get to know. Them. What's your favorite color? What do you like to do? What kind of music do you listen to? Do you like ramens? <laughs> do you like ramens cooked or fried? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, it, fun it, fact, it's like my favorite color is ramen. <laughs> is ramen a color? Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's but like it's like golden brown kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like your shirt. Just like your shirt. No, I'm just kidding. But I think so like. I was like, I'm too. <laughs> oh, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's imperative that. Every person come to at least make an attempt to know who God is, right? Like a character. Yeah. Like we can never know all of him, but yeah. it's like intentionally, just like coming to learn the Red Road. Like we never knew about it, but we in, we were intentional in in our relationship with that mm-hmm. variety movement, right? Yeah. So we we developed this openness, like our heart 
opens up to it and and we're receptive to the teachings or you know and and I, and I believe that in the same way that like it has to be with with uh with the same god that we're talking about mm-hmm. it's a personal relationship and it's like okay like but you can't never know somebody if you don't hang out with them true you know so i think that's kind of like where i'm at and then even like religion like religion like has misrepresented the name of god so bad like Man, I'm here to dispel every freaking like stigma mm-hmm. that a believer has faced, and I'm a full gospel, spirit filled believer. Tabernacle overcomer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro. Like, but I also see like what you guys are talking about, like the whole like. But people forget that it's the goodness of God that like brings me to a place where it's mm. like, man, God, you're so good. Like, I don't even want to do anything that hurts you. Mm. I want to love what you love and I want to hate what you hate, mm. you know, um, rather than like, oh, if you don't go to church on Sunday, you're going to hell straight. You Because you have that believer, like you have a, a picture of that, too, in the Bible with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They mm-hmm. did everything that a good Christian should do. Yeah. But what they lacked was the power. Yeah. Like Jesus even wept like over them, right? Like yeah. because it was like he wept because they missed the time of their visitation. This man that they studied about and they freaking like were waiting for, but they were looking for a political king. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like you can you can do everything that a good Christian is supposed to do yeah, and still miss out. Yeah, definitely. And I heard a teaching at dad camp. Um talking about how <clears throat> because God, we can't see him, can't feel him, we replace that with tangible things. Like, So I replace that relationship with vodka. Yeah. Because vodka was always there. If I needed vodka, it was always there. Always came through. Um, and so I loved it. Yeah. And I always wanted it. Because when I needed it, it was there. When I should have had been having that relationship with God, with Agbaradir, I should have been on my knees praying instead of running to have vodka. You know, and so today, that was a good refreshing refresher for me was just like seeing that, was that, okay, so I got to treat God, this relationship with God, like how I was treating vodka and my addiction. You would never drop the bottle, right? Nope. Every day, all day, every day, I had to have it. I had, to, I needed it. I went out of my way to get it. I drove through blizzards to get it. So that's how I got to treat this relationship with my higher power, with God, is that I got to, every day, this has got to be an everyday thing, not that spiritual booty call. Yeah. You know? And so that was really highlighted for me in these past couple weekends. And so I was like, okay, good, man. That's good. That's good that that came, you know, that that teaching came and I was able to grasp it because, like I said, I'm entering my winter time and I think it's very timely. Yeah. Just right before I'm about to enter my winter season, it's like this teaching, this message comes to me. All right. All right. I'm picking up what you're putting down, God. You you want me to holler at you more. You know what my uh, my spiritual father calls a uh, uh, spiritual booty call? What is it called? Alka-Seltzer Christians. <laughs> <laughs> you know what those are? Hey, you just pop the Alka-Seltzer and you got a little heartburn. Only there for temporary relief. <laughs> <laughs> right? But we hey, do. Yeah, like, yeah. people like, I, and I was like that too. Like, 
I would seek God and I would put the Alka-Seltzer in the water. <laughs> <laughs> because Alka-Seltzer doesn't deal with the symptom. It no. doesn't deal with the root. It just covers the symptoms. Mm. It just covers. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But, like, you think about it, though. But, like, yeah, man. Like, I, I think we all, and I think we're all growing in the, in the right right space because we, like, we have that. Like, us three, right? Like, yeah. We're all open to that relationship with, with God. Um, and I think that's, like, the best place. And I, I think, like, really we have to remember, like, but God's just, like, if we were made in his image, he's just like us. Mm-hmm. There are times when you get angry, right? Mm-hmm. And there are times you get frustrated. No, I'm too humble to get mad. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, know, no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, even, like, realizing, like, hey, man, all that frustration, all that hurt and pain, like, my God is big enough to handle that. For mm-hmm. Randy, like for me, like when I get frustrated, because not very many people can handle me, mm-hmm. you know, because I say hurtful things. I do hurtful things. I know. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? But one of one of my, <laughs> but one of my safe places and probably the safest places when I take those frustrations and I take that anger and I take that, all that bad stuff and that negative, like what the world would call energy. Yeah. Like I take that and I, and I'm like. Man, here, yeah. Like, Cast on, it. like man, yeah. I, there's times I cuss, like, yeah, God, like, God, you know, like God, like what the, like, you know, yeah, yeah, for like, sure. But then at the end of the day, it's like, okay, like, thank you though that we have that relationship, mm-hmm. because you know, at the end of the day, you know that I love you, for sure. Um, so I think sometimes people don't realize like we can have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like. Just to clarify, for me, like, I know I don't need anything to access God, but it's good to be in community. So if I'm at a ceremony, then I'm like, okay, these are cues. I'm supposed to be talking to God. So I'll pray. If I'm in the church and it's praise and worship, man, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. You know, I'm standing up. I'm clapping hands. I'm singing the songs because that intention of that is to praise God. And I got a lot. Of th- I got a lot to be thankful for. So, man, I just jump in. Yes, sir. You know, and if I'm at a smudging, sweat lodge, whatever, it's like, okay, these are cues. I'm supposed to be praying. So I, I sit there and I pray because these are cues. I don't need these things to access God. I don't need these things to praise God. But it's good to be in community. And so I attend. It, it's good to be in community, but I think a lot of those things, too, like helps strengthen that that bond, right? Like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. like I'm with, like, I mean, you guys can think of your own individual things, but, like, when you're in the middle of that, you know, praising your higher power, and then, you know, you just feel that much closer, especially when there's more people around you because oh, yeah. there's that community, uh, uh, that community, but it, it like, multiplies that. Fo- I'm not going to say that word. I'm trying <laughs> to think of a different word. It multiplies <laughs> the, the power feeling. exponentially. It multiplies the feeling <laughs> of, you yeah. know, that closeness with God. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, like, for me, like, so we'll just, I'll just say sweat lodge or, you know, fasting. Uh-huh. Like, you know, to put yourself into that, just, just a little bit of suffering. I mean, nothing compared to what Jesus went through, obviously. But for me, like, to okay, I am willingly going to go through that so that I can, it just brings me, I mean, just, I'm not going to go into some long explanation. It just brings me closer in, in my mind. In that's my really, that's really what fasting is designed to do is, is fasting really... You're crucifying your flesh mm. so that you can be in tune. Because 
when you're not, when we're not fasting, we have you know digital media, we have television, mm. we have like all these distractions. But when when you're fasting, you're saying, God, like I'm gonna crucify my flesh mm. so that I can come become stronger spiritually. Yes, um, and being intentional in those fasts, like those are biblical biblical uh, teachings. Um, it's just like saying, man, like I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill this flesh. Like it could be anger. Yeah, I'm gonna fast because of my anger. Yeah, you know, and and you intentionally deal with that, or saying like, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast because I'm trying to break this habit. Mm-hmm. Whatever habit it is, pornography, what like masturbation, like dude, like things that we don't talk about, right? Like yeah, there's yeah. things that we don't talk about, and sometimes it takes fasting to break that. Oh, so fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus was a man of fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, any time, and really fasting is just crucifying your flesh at the, at the basic foundation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is actually like, um, yeah, it is, it is actually a, a teaching. It, it's a, not a teaching, but like a fundamental of the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And even like within our culture, there's a lot of fasting and praying going yeah. on. Like planning coup climbed to the top of the crazies at nine years old. And he ultimately had that vision that helped our tribe out, you know, decades later. Yeah. So, I mean, fasting is part of our culture too, but I do, I mean, I've been on, I've been on fast, um, you know, even just in the daily life, skip a meal instead of, instead of sitting down for that meal, like just sitting there and praying or going about my work and praying and I've been up to the mountain and fasted for a couple of days. Uh, got rained out, but you know I've I've done that too, where you actually go to a physical place, like well, kind of like what you did. Um, but ours was a little bit shorter, one day shorter. Got rained out. Um, so I and all the time, every time I came away from those times of fasting, I like got a revelation of something or whatever I was seeking. I got the answer for. And a direction to go in. So, <clears throat> yeah, I definitely believe in that fasting. And it definitely gets you more in tune with your higher power. About it, dear. Oh. Oh. Amen. Oh. Amen. No, but, like, but, yeah, I think it is. Like, man, it, it's, I think, anybody, for anybody to come to sobriety and recovery, Having a relationship with your higher power is fundamental, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, like that that's the perfect word for it because that was every that's a, that's the thing that everything else for me was based is is sitting on, right? Oh, yeah. That's the foundation. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started and then that's where I you know, every day, every day, you know, I can find and I, I at first I was hesitant to say, Oh, it's a habit. Because that almost implies, like you know, smoking cigarettes is a habit, but it, but it is though. It is a habit. It's it's like yeah. automatic. You know what mm-hmm. it is? It's a discipline. Yeah. I'll take that. So like even like AA and well Brady, like man, like what you're doing is you're discipling people. You're you're teaching them to be disciplined in their walk. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's what I embrace about like AA and and well Brady is like, and they are really good at discipleship. Oh, for sure. And I believe that's where the church can improve. Oh, yeah. Like, initially, like, right when you're coming out of treatment, they tell you to go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Yeah. I think they softened that down. I heard 
just like I think last fall, someone said, yeah, I'm doing 30 and 30. And man, I busted out laughing because I thought they were joking. You're like doing one third of what I did. Ah. I know. No, I, th- I thought they were joking. <laughs> like, like they, I don't know. To me, it sounded sissified. Yeah. You know, everything was like, it's 90 and 90, 30 and 30. Who made 30 and 30, man? 90 and 90, son. That's I, the go. But anyway, um, yeah. oh, go ahead. You're going to say some sorry. Oh, no, but I think like it, it's, I think that's like, <laughs> I haven't said in a long time, but I think that's commendable. Right, like, but my question was yeah. always like, okay, like, why are we open to like, you know, to AA and to, like, you're open to like coming to a certain place, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're not open to going to a, a place of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't see the difference there. But yeah, yeah like, uh, but I, I think it, I look at it like the gym, like it's a place where you go and you strengthen yourself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I feel you on that. Definitely, definitely feel you on that. Um, and you're talking about like that people coming to a what talking circles like discipleship and stuff. And like one thing, um, I never wanted to do was like be a follower follower of a man. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, and like when I started getting close to my mentor or sponsor, like God took him out of my life. And Start I was just, humanizing him. Yeah. God just like took him somewhere else. A couple of my sponsors relapsed on me, you know. So then I got the message like, don't be a follower of man, be a follower of me. And I was like, okay, boom. So then I said, you know, uh, that relationship with God was more clear that I need to do that. You know what my brother always says? He's like, you never want to meet your heroes. Mm. Because when you get too close, you start seeing all the flaws. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know. That's why I keep you guys at a distance. <laughs> but I think like with anything though, right? Like even AA, NA, like all these well variety things, like the first uh what's it called? The first step is really like submission. Oh yeah. Like admitting like you're powerless. Oh yeah. And then you submit yourself to a sponsor. Mm-hmm. You submit yourself to like your your brothers. The program, yeah. Yeah, you submit yourself to the program, and I think, like, it's the same thing. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And I think... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was thinking earlier, can you imagine what the dynamic for us three would be if we did this once a year? Or if we got together once a year? Dude, our relationship would just, wouldn't even be strong. I don't even know you anymore. Yeah. You do this all the time, not just saying, <laughs> dude, I heard that in your voice. <laughs> On that text? <laughs> it's not just one time, it's all the time. <laughs> dude, I cracked up. <laughs> I think I was just so used to it, I just kind of kind of laughed and was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sounds uh, just uh, like uh, it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, one thing I wanted to share was that, like, the foundation you guys are kind of both touching on it like the foundation of recovery has to be that relationship with god and you definitely have to surround yourself with people who have walked on this road longer than you have um to pick their brain to get under that wing and like be mentored for a season and stuff so like the foundation for my recovery is scripture proverbs 3 5 and 6 and it says 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make straight your path. That scripture has been with me for since I was like 19. So uh-huh. my, cousin, my cousin gave me this card like for wallet size and that scripture was on there. And I've kept it in my wallet ever since. And it's in my wallet right now. Nice. And so when I got to recovery and I got my stuff back, um, because, you know, when you check into treatment detox, they take all your stuff. And when I got it back, I opened up my wallet. That card was there. And I was like, boom. I read it. And I was like, man, this is, the, this has, this is it. This is recovery. Because you have to submit to God, you have to submit to your higher power and not lean on your own understanding. Because my best understanding led me to living in an apartment by myself, drinking a half a gallon of vodka every day. That's where my best thinking, that's where my best, that's where my understanding takes me. And I can't lean on my own understanding. I got to rely on God. I got to trust in God with all my heart. Because if I don't, I'm going to be dead. Yeah. I'm going to drink myself to death. That's the bottom line. And that's what it boils down to for me. So for me, that scripture is the foundation for my recovery. Having that relationship. And he said he wasn't a preacher. <laughs> I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Apostle. <laughs> the apostolic one. What, what did I say we were? Was it the apostolic overcomer? No, the... Which um, one? <laughs> during that interview. Oh, what did you say? We're all overcomers? No. Uh, oh, freak. Know. Something wonder. Where the oh one hit one our one take wonders yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy busts up I know <laughs> we all started laughing I think that's more by necessity than by design but hey <laughs> we gotta go with our strengths yeah I think that is our strength though but like yeah man we we just we just speak profound because they are yeah they are like imagine if we were trying to retake and retake like yeah. you know like it would be frustrating I've recorded songs before and i know you're like recording yeah the recording process is not one of them it's not as fun as it seems well we we did it with the commercial remember it gets tedious no i mean that was cool though but i mean you know yeah 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 but i get it like but imagine doing that plus it seems like like a show oh let's recapture that what were you saying oh yeah say that again but say it like this Yeah. yeah no i think this is raw man Ooh, it's like how I like my kidneys. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. But I think it really develops your communication skills, right? Like, oh yeah. So, like TD Jakes, um, one of my favorite speakers, but he can speak to any type of whether you're in a corporate setting, church setting, mm. um, encouragement, like oh, school yeah, yeah. address, like. But he memorizes his speeches. Mm. Like he memorizes his material. Yeah. Um, I was reading one time where. He, um, one of the guys that he was mentoring, said uh, he invited him down to Dallas, and he's like, "Are you ready?" He's like, "Yeah." Ten minutes before this guy went up and preached, he said, All right, "Give me your notebook." <laughs> <laughs> Gave him his notebook, and he like, "You're not ready until you know your message front to back." Mm. You know, and, I, and I think, yeah, like I think, like for us, like it's like knowing our material recovery. Yeah. You know, we we we. We know where we're at and we know where we're going. So there's, we really don't, it's like life. We don't have time for retakes. Yeah, so, and I think that's one of our strengths. 
Now let's get it out there raw. I got a question about TG Jakes. Do you know where he gets his slacks? Like no, no <laughs> joke. No, man. I love this slacks, man. They're all baggy. Probably custom made. Probably, man. They're nice. It's old school slacks. Okay, see, trying to laugh. <laughs> I like. I don't know. I seen. I think I seen him recently in the past couple of years, and he had like skinny jeans on and like a dress shirt, and I was like, man, this ain't TG Jakes. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna hit him up. up. I need to hit him up. No, because I mean, I've watched him. You know, I've. Oh, of course, he's on TV, so I've watched this. He probably preaching. uses a thing. Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Uh, they're probably Taylor made those baggy yeah. ones. I don't like that style. No, you don't. Man, that's my style. I kind of like. I kind of like the. I still rock. Well, with I that. did back then, but I've grown and I've evolved. <laughs> I'm stuck in the '90s, man. Bring me some <laughs> Jinko slacks. <laughs> No, but I think like with anything, like so. This is the guy that really changed my perspective. Yeah, was E forty, E Fazy, because I grew up like listening to him. Yeah, and he, and then I became a bigger guy later in my years. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, man, this guy got some freaking style, bro. And like he had like they weren't like the super tight skinny jeans because I don't wear wear the super tight skinny jeans, but no. somewhat kind of like tapered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should. You look good in those. <laughs> Plus, I grew up. I, mean, wearing, I, I grew up wearing Wranglers, and I hated them. I know, but so Wranglers I can't wear any tight. I can't wear tight stuff. I don't wear like super tight stuff, but right. I like them a little snug. I can't wear tight clothes. I'm too skinny. And now, it just doesn't look right. So I wear baggy clothes, and you can't wear a size smaller. <laughs> Ooh. No, my daughter. Yeah, my daughter has like the same problem. Like she'll. Like lengthwise, she needs that size, mm. but like widthwise, dude, <laughs> it's like, man, <laughs> I put rubber bands on the back of her <laughs> like pants and shorties sometimes, <laughs> like tighten them. And <laughs> she like rocks them, but nice. because she's too tall. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, word, word, word. Uh, man, that was a good episode, man. I think you guys definitely brought it. Uh, as always, man, you guys always bringing that fire. And so, um, any closing words on the topic or episode ninety seven in general? Watch Q two tonight. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be on tonight. Will it? Probably. Yeah. Usually when they when they shoot like that, it's on the night. Oh, on the night show. So, and then when the first one, like they did it early enough, so they can go back and edit. Oh, okay. And then. Uh, like tonight will probably be a longer version, huh? Yeah. So uh, initially it'll be a long version. All right, I'm standing. And up. then the one that goes on the site will be different. Will be like a little shorter. <laughs> I Which one am I supposed to read? The top one. The top one. Take off your moccasins. Wiggle your piggy toes. Talking about these. Who said that? One of our <laughs> listeners, or one oh. of our dedicated listeners. <laughs> All or like JC would say, them piggies. Them piggies. <laughs> it's all about the piggies, bro. Piggy okay, toes. That sucks, son. So, yeah. yeah. Whenever you're going to talk to your higher power, just take off your moccasins. Just look at me. Just look at me. <laughs> take off your moccasins. And look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and spread your piggy toes out. And slide your socks off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, now what? Take a, spread your piggy toes out and pick up that orange. <laughs> peel it. <laughs> and peel it. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Episode 97 in the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Karen, what's up, girl? Man, I hope you stay in the store tonight. It's going to be cold tonight. 
Man, this weather is crazy. Went from like 100 degrees to 50 degrees Yo, today. I seen somebody's show yesterday, 108. Dang. I had 108 on my phone. And then today in my car, bro, like it was 64 degrees. Yeah. Way cooler, man. It's and then like, when I got home and came over, dude, it was I was like, man, I should turn on the AC. It was, got warm again. What was up with those clouds today? Did you see that? No, I didn't even look it was outside. Like dark. Oh yeah, this morning I heard like a bunch. Of, I was working from home and a lot of thunder. Fires. Went outside and it was like green out and it was like dark. Your shorts. I know, real bad. Green and dark in the, in the back. He's <laughs> <laughs> just out in the front. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just not. All right, that's episode 97. Bye. Right, bye, guys. <laughs> We're going to leave you with that thought. Chinook. Chinook. All over flatters. <laughs> Those green and black shorts. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to end. Friend, it. My friend punished me. She said, "Those are gel shoes." <laughs> that's what I thought. When I first got him. Or when you first got him, when you first walked in, and like, I know it didn't hit me because I thought these were red. Yeah, those. Uh, those yeah, they're not, they're yeah, not those red. Yeah, yeah. There's that. They're that Hoka incarceration. Yeah, ones. <laughs> but these are the most comfortable freaking slides I've ever worn. I, that's why I because I wore my Hoka. Crocs, bro. Yeah. Like, I wore my Crocs, and dog, like, I couldn't, like, they felt so freaking, like, thin. Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hoka. Hoka is extremely comfy. I got and, some Hokas. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, buying more. Like, I want to buy all the colors in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about getting some, but then if I wore them to work, I'd just tear them apart. Mm, your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't wear any. <laughs> Strictly commando. I have to go commando at work. Because <laughs> I'm terrible. Because I'm humble. Because <laughs> that's how humble I am. Because that's how spiritual I am. <laughs> to keep me holy. I'm connected. I have to go commando when I wear my moccasins. <laughs> oh, I don't like the way this is going. <laughs> All right. We're heading down a dark path. This is a family show. From which there is no escape. All right, cool. Thank you guys for bringing it. Episode 97 is a wrap. We appreciate all our listeners out there. The Unspoken Words Disciples keep spreading the Unspoken Words Gospel Billy Graham style. Aho! Aho! And Chinook. Be kind to yourself. Deuces! 98 next week. What's up, Holler Richie Boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Yo, it's Randy B, a.k.a. Pot Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.